Hello and welcome to the Tongue and Cheek podcast with the Solomon Sisters. I am Dina. I'm Ilana. And today we have podcast extraordinaire, mix master, pop culture expert. He covers all the pop culture we love to hate. He recently interviewed Hub House, so you know he's legit. His podcast, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, is our absolute favorite podcast besides our own. Please go five star and follow his podcast and Patreon if you like what you hear today, which you absolutely will. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Bailey. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hey, how yes. you doing? It's so great to see you. Good to see you guys. What's going on? I literally was just listening to your podcast, so it's very having like a meta experience, I guess. <laughs> having the in person. I think I listen to you like every morning on my way to work and every like night on my way back. So it's like you're always in my head. Right? That's crazy. Oh my god! Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, my my husband literally asked me one day what station I was listening to because he's like, you're always in the bathroom dancing. I was like, oh, no, that's the beginning of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, we love your mixes, BTW. I think you need to like put it out. We'll buy it. Yeah, I, I think I'm I'm going to start uh, doing some kind of – gotta. I'm so disorganized. I got to – put those all together because so many people really like them or they don't like them. They're, they're like both. Some people really hate them. So it's weird. I heard you say that on your podcast and I was shocked. I was like, yeah, no, it, it's really crazy. I really don't believe anyone who hates them is a Ryan Bailey fan because it's part of the package. I love it so much. I, I'm not like someone who I listen to podcasts more than like the radio for music and everything, but every song you play is like just the jam I wanted. I love it. Thank you so much. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. Do you, do we you, did the intro before you came on, but but we right. introduced you with calling you a mix master because that's what I think of you. <laughs> hey man, that's like my dream. If I could if I could be uh, called a mix mix master, that's amazing. Or check <laughs> or anything. No, no. I mean, it just I I mean, just like with any mu- like anybody that loves music, you know what you like, and like I I tend to love mashups just because I feel like if you take two songs that you love and put them together. How can you not, you, there's even more love then you're even more excited. I, I think there's something really magical about creating something even more amazing than the sum of its parts. And I just, I mean, I love mashup DJs. I love mash and I love music in general. So I, I think there's just, I'm so amazed what people can come up with and what people can mix together. And I'm constantly searching and trying to find new things. And that's like one of my favorite parts of doing the show. And one of the most time consuming is just finding the right one for my mood, you know? Yeah. But I think you always do like, it's always the perfect with line and like the vibe of the podcast. And I always love the way you did it. I just assumed you must have been like a DJ or. Had no, to- I got that's. I mean, that's if I could do it all over again, I would, I would be, and but well, I did. I used to run a, I used to run a nightclub back in the day, and I would handle the DJs, and that was always my favorite part of the nights, is when I would be able to go check on the DJ and just hang with them and see what they were doing and stuff because it's such a it's such a, a skill. It really is. And if I if I was rich, I would probably buy a bunch of turntables and just you know be like. Uh, didn't Schwartz from Vanderpump Rules try to teach himself how to DJ last year or something? He did. <laughs> Not well. That's why we love Schwartzy. 
But you know, you did one the other day. It was like a Kanye mashup that I like literally, it like spoke to my heart. It was just so good. It felt so right for the whole show. And I really think that one of the best parts of the mashup is I always feel like there's some sort of foreshadowing of what's to come on the episode. Yeah. And I love that touch. I think it's such an exquisite, like excellent feature. Yeah, and I used to back in the day. I mean, which is now I don't I I have no concept of time, but I would do like a so sad it's good feature at the end of the episode where I would play <laughs> sad music, and like because um, I feel that's like the other the flip side of that mashup thing is sad songs. I think are just as can be just as powerful as like a mashup where I always find it fascinating with like human emotion where if you hear a certain uh, vibration or note or a person's singing voice, you can get a, like, it can touch your, your heart like immediately. And with, with uh, any of these shows or movies, it'll take like an hour and a half to like make you cry, but a song could make you cry in like a minute, you know? Mm -hmm. And I love hearing other people's favorite sad songs as well as their happy mm -hmm. songs, you know, cause it says a lot about them. That's very That's true. So true. I've never thought about that. <laughs> No, I mean, think about all the songs that you cried, like, think about all the songs you drove around to after a breakup or, you know, falling in love with somebody or potentially at a, you know, when somebody passes away, like these songs speak to everybody and it kind of can fill in the blanks when you can't speak for yourself. You can throw it to a song and be like, oh, that's exactly how I feel right there, you know? No, I completely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anna always um, makes fun of me because I take songs like very emotionally. And I'll like yeah. overanalyze the lyrics and be like, what do you think she meant like this? Like, I have deep dive Rihanna songs about like, <laughs> is she referring to Chris Brown? Was she saying, I love you like a brother? Like, is that. Does she mean an umbrella? Is it yeah. really an umbrella? <laughs> that, I just don't know. And I like to really deep dive. And I think sometimes like, Alana wants to kill me because I really just overanalyze. No, because there'll be times where there's very good songs that she won't let us listen to because for whatever reason she's mentally associated it with a person or an event in her life and she literally like has an emotional reaction to it that isn't appropriate for the song like anyone else would listen to it and just want to sing along and jam and she's like i can't just take me to a dark place wait where are you guys where are you coming from like your locations are, are different are you guys in like the same house are you completely in different areas well, we live across the street from each other. We're never too far. Okay. But we, we live in Boca right now. Okay, per perfect. Uh, I was just like, yeah. I was like, okay. I didn't know if you guys were in different rooms. It does look house. darker. I was like, it looks like, this is like summer house. You know? <laughs> Which yeah, we literally live in flats across from each other. But I other. love your summer house idea. I've been telling everyone. You know how what, you said? What was it? You said that they should rent it out to groups yes. of friends, have it filmed. I think you yes. should make this happen. I've talked to a bunch of people about it. We all agree. Wouldn't so, it be amazing to be in the summer house and then you could like ha like you could pay an extra price to have production follow, like to have some kind of people film it and then they edit together your weekend at the summer house and you would be in all the same locations. Like you, you know, if you wanted to go in uh, Amanda and Kyle's bathroom and have sex, you can do it there. You know, like you could do all of the things that you saw in the summer house. And I think it would be a really cool experience for the Bravo lover. Cool is, I've well, in, in Miami right now, the house that the Jersey Shore cast oh. used when they were in Miami, they kind of did that because like, it was a youth hostel. Oh, perfect. That they, that they, the MTV production team, when they say they took over 
And so now it like went from being, I don't know, $20 a night for just whoever passing through. It's like $600. Yeah, it's like $600 a night and you can get the exact rooms and you could even, they can say like re-carpet things to look like what you wanted to and everything. It's really crazy. I went on their website and I was deep diving Jersey Shore during quarantine. So I had the time and I I was like, is this where my life is taking me? Maybe this is what I want now. I mean, it's I, the the fact that this is my life right now. That this is where life has taken me is insane. Where I'm watching all of these shows and taking notes and talking about them. I mean, it's it's hysteric. I mean, it's hysterical in so many ways. But it was just like I was talking to uh, Lindsay from Summer House this week, and she even said, "Wait a sec, you're." you're a straight guy and you watch these shows. Nobody tells you to, you just watch them. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I was like, I never thought about it that way. Like loving Bravo. What's oh, that? Yeah. Oh, I so I was, um, you know, I was one of those people when the real world came out, when I was a kid, I loved the real world immediately. And I loved shows of that nature. So then when survivor came on, I watched that. But I remember the night, uh, real housewives of orange County premiered, and I watched, like, it was just something that I was like, oh, I love reality shows. That looks hysterical. And that was like 15 years ago or something. And then I just ended up, like, I watched Flipping Out. I watched Blowout. I watched all the shows on Bravo. And I had no idea. Like, I didn't talk. I mean, I was I was married at the time. And my ex watched them with me. But it wasn't like she made me watch them. She just knew I was, like, not into sports. And I'd be into weird things like this. And <laughs> then I, I had no clue that there was this whole fan base out there that would talk. Like I didn't know about Facebook groups or like Instagram things. And now it's crazy. Like a couple of years ago when I was going through my divorce, it was, uh, I discovered this and it was kind of like this great solace. I was going through a really tough time and you found this community of people that were like, Oh my God, you guys think Aviva throwing her leg is really funny too. And like, you think all these things, like I was, you know, you just felt less alone. Um, and it was really cool. I was just like, Oh my God, everybody's so witty and funny. And, uh, it was just cool. I just had no concept that these things existed and people had been doing them for like years. And, you know, there was like Facebook drama and groups and there was like, you know, it, it's great. The fandom of Bravo can sometimes be as toxic as the shows themselves. Like everybody gets the best part all that kind of stuff. So you're like every day you're like, Oh my God, what new drama is potentially going to happen because of what somebody says online, you know, today with Bethany, what did Bethany do today? Well, she, I think she gave some interview where she said that like being on housewives actually like makes people take her less seriously as a businesswoman. But I found oh. that interesting because I feel like housewives open the door for her. Just oh, be you know, be quiet, Beth. That's the B and B. B, and B. Beth, <laughs> be quiet. Like I honestly like she should be thanking Bravo every flipping day for giving her that venue to. And and she's a very talented person, and I love her charity work. But sometimes it's really like shut up, like leave a little air in the room for everybody else, and just because. I, did, I think that kind of stuff is ridiculous. And every time you root for Bethany, she finds a way to screw it up and to make you question your loyalty to her. And I'm excited for her new show. I know, I was just time. about to say, I did like the, the new commercial. Oh, oh I am not interested in it. I don't like competition shows. 
And I feel like Bethany's homeland is Bravo. That's what made me annoyed by her, by her kind of trying to talk it down because that's where she shines. She didn't do well when she did her talk show. She didn't do like, it wasn't like the shark tank episode was mind blowing because she was on it. <laughs> I think her charm, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of her podcast. I find it a bit, I don't know, pedantic, but I find like when you have her on the like kind of as a Greek chorus when she's on the housewives kind of yeah. world, that would have is where she shines. So stop knocking it. Just go back. Stop. I know this is going to fail. I, I am sorry to let you guys down. Well, but I, it's think real. It, I think, it, I don't know if it's going to, it's on HBO max. So we never really know what's works and what doesn't on HBO. Like you kind of know and Bravo. Cause you, can see it, right? <laughs> but I think, I mean, I think Bethany, if anything should every time she brings up Bravo to, to point out what a great venue it's been for her. And she was able to make so much from it. And mm -hmm. the fact that she's still kind of like, will put slight digs into the housewives and stuff, I think is just, I think it's amateur. And I think it, um, I think she did like, you just don't need to do shit like that when you're that far along in your career. Like what, do you, what does she think she's, is she thinks she's mixing it up? Like, why are you even, why do you even care? You're rich. Like this is, you did it. You succeeded. You, you made it to the, the, the highest point you can make. Why every day wouldn't you just be thinking your lucky stars that you got there, you know? Yeah, I agree, especially because I watched her. I'm sure we all did, but like Bethany Ever After. Yeah, and we totally. really kind of watched her go from housewife who had a great idea, who was trying to make something more into something more during that time. And I feel like when she had her offer for, was it Jack Daniels? I don't know. Bean, Jimmy Bean. Was oh, yeah, Jimmy yeah, yeah, yeah. Bean? The, yeah. The I don't company, drink, yeah. so I don't know the names that well. Jimmy Bean and Drink? Yeah, don't you ever watch the shows and they're like, Jack, Jim, Jose, those are the men I love because those are all alcohols. You drink, <laughs> I don't drink. Yeah, but I've never heard that. When is that? I've never heard that. Like on every show, there is at least like, just like, you know how every show does an episode where some a man is babysitting a 13-year-old and she gets her period? Every show has a line ah. like that. <laughs> Wait, that was a wild example that, you know, in every show. But it's where... accurate. <laughs> <laughs> like, even the best shows, like Schitt's Creek does a version of it. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, why does every show have to do this? It's not that, like, like a, a thing, you know? And every show does a line like that. At least on one episode, someone's going to say that. I guarantee you, you'll notice it now no, that I pointed yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. You'll see it everywhere. You're welcome. I just think it's funny that we have like kind of grown up with these people or like I've watched Bethany when, you know, I watched Bethany when she was on The Apprentice with Donald Trump's Apprentice back in the day. She was one of the characters. Which on she there. took for inspiration. Yeah. And well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't get into politics that much, but like, I think Donald Trump should sue the pants off Bethany. Cause this is basically the apprentice. Like this is the plot line of the apprentice. And I've, I remember Bethany, you know, we all remember her those first seasons of the housewives when she would have to go to grocery stores to like sign bottles and nobody was there. I mean, the fact that she's a success, she, I mean, she worked her ass off, but it, I mean, I just can't believe there's no, like when you get to where you're at, you would think sometimes you would calm down. And for with Bethany, you get the sense that she's still not happy. And that's what scares me about people like that, where you're like, Oh my God. You so you're saying if I can make a success out of my life, I might still not be happy. And that's Bethany never seems happy. Well, well you brought this up. Oh, sorry, Dina. Oh, I was just going to say according to empty, but I don't know if this is true or now he goes by crazy days. 
crazy night. Yeah, maybe I might be misquoting. <laughs> but um, N.D. said that Bethany was the one prolonging the divorce to punish um, her husband and that it was like uh, like she's the one that kept it going. So if, it, if she is unhappy, that would kind of prove to that. Yeah, but I do feel like when I was listening to your podcast the other day about Mark Wahlberg's schedule, which, by the oh, way, made God, me nauseous. Like, why would you go to bed at 7.30 and wake up at 2.30 a.m.? Like, that's just like living on an opposite schedule from the rest of the world just to be obnoxious. But it did make me think of a lot of celebrities who achieve a lot and don't seem to let themselves enjoy it. Like, they have some fear of not being really... Um, regimented and not constantly having things going on so yes i absolutely think mark Wahlberg's schedule is reflective of something that is a person who is unhappy and afraid of losing what they've achieved so they make themselves so regimented that they then are constantly looking to achieve more so that they don't sort of have this sense of losing themselves and that's what i see in bethany yeah i i just if, if that's what it takes to be a success, I don't know if I want to be a success. Like Mark Wahlberg, the Mark Wahlberg thing, it goes right. Like, it's like, wow, you do all of that stuff just to get through your day. Like I just, no part of that seems appealing to me. Like I, I don't, it's like, that's not, I mean, I don't know. It just kind of, you're like, well, I don't want that. And if I, by the way, if I had enough money, I wouldn't be doing any of that. I mean, I, I don't, I would just talk to my friends about the housewives. Like, you know, it's like, it's weird <laughs> I don't know. It's just so weird to think about like, and if you watch the Kardashians or anything like that, you're like, how, I, I don't get the sense that any of these people are happy, but they're rich. I mean, they, they can, they don't have to worry about food or clothing or cars, but they don't seem happy or real. And like, I always think about like, in terms of their relationships, I get fixated on, do, do any of these people like, binge tv shows in bed together and like don't like say you know what we're not getting out of bed today let's just stay in here and watch tv you're like none of these people obviously do that because like mark Wahlberg's there working out eight times a day like does he ever cancel plans and just stay in bed i mean do any of these people deal with depression do any of these i, I mean i just i honestly wonder like even relationships i had growing up like I remember those like girlfriends you would have that you would be so close with and they'd be everywhere you went. And now when you watch like rich people or any of these housewives people, I'm like, you guys don't even know each other. It seems like, and you're married, you know? No, it does. I, oh, go on. I do think though that just that a lot of what you kind of see when you get casted for housewives, because Dina and I have talked about this some on the podcast, but a lot in person, like there's certain um, tropes you see on the housewives that are the unofficial tropes, like they're always going to have maybe someone who is loud, you know, and someone who is married to someone older, for example. But what is a different kind of trope, a lot of the time you'll see is like, for example, if it's someone and you see it on Shaz as well, like if it's someone who's from a religious background, like they're Jewish, or they're Muslim, the first thing they'll say is I'm not that kind, you know, like I'm not super religious. And one of the the other things you see is a lot of time it's not necessarily the um, marriages in the sense of at their strongest point you see marriages at their weakest point and that's what's drawing the women to kind of find love through fame and I think that's one of the kind of sad things that's happening sort of across media as you see it a lot on kind of just regular television show shows you have shows that are like marriage and children are sort of presented as like 
this stopped my life from heading in the direction I really wanted it to go. And that's the one thing about housewives I don't super love because like there are people that are even let's say public icons like Chrissy um Tigan 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 I don't know how she pronounced it but Tegan. I'm going to say Tigan feels better to me. And and John Legend but they are like a, an example from afar that comes across as like a really strong couple but you don't really see that on TV elsewhere. Yeah, no, I mean I, I, you know, if I was in a relationship and then my significant other said she was going on housewives, I'd be like, oh my God, we're not, we're not doing good in our relationship, are we? Like, I would be like, oh no, our relationship's over. No, imagine I, if she said she wanted to like do her vows again with you. That means you're getting divorced. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's like the number one sign you're cursing your relationship. That's the end. So, <laughs> nothing finishes a look like the perfect bag. Our newest bag obsession is by Rafi NYC. Rafi NYC is an exquisite bag brand that pulls inspiration from all different cultures and architectures. The fine detail craftsmanship of their miniodier and clutches will elevate your look in an instant. Add one of these beautiful bags to your collection by going to the Rafi Bags website at rafi.com. That's R-A-F-E dot com. Enter our promotional code SOULSISTERS, S-O-L-S-I-S-T-E-R-S, for 20% off all your purchases. What is, though, your favorite Bravo series? Um, I mean, it changes. Like, I, I, Summer House was my favorite this year because it just... To me, it had a perfect blend of drama, fun. Um, it used quarantine and COVID. It, I thought they did it su- successfully. Um, but uh, yeah, for some reason that worked for me. And I know it. I know a lot of people don't even watch Summer House, which really boggles my mind. But uh, Summer House did it correctly, I felt like. Uh, Potomac was a great high spot this year for me. Uh, really, really loved those ladies. And this season, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, but it changes. Like I can find a way to love anything. Um, even Dallas, I've enjoyed this season. I know people have hated it. I can find something to like about every, uh, like about everything. But I think Summer House and Potomac had two seasons that structurally had a beginning, middle, and end. Uh, and with Summer House, it left me wanting way more. Um, but I thought that was great. I thought like Potomac was like, what a shining moment for these ladies to be talked about for four seasons and to get people to like watch and people begging people to watch Potomac. And then the fifth season, it all came together. And I think they got ratings, they got everything. And that made me happy because the thing that I worry about that I've been talking about lately is that what if it's just us watching Bravo? Like what if no new people, (laughs) like what if no new people are coming in? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like 90 day fiance gets new viewers all the time. And we're over here with Bravo and we're the same 2 million people again and again and again. And I hope Bravo is doing everything in their power to try to outreach to new viewers to bring people in. Cause at this point, who's like, who would come into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 11 and be like, okay, what did I miss? Like, they're going to feel like it's <laughs> law and order where they've missed everything already. No, you know? actually, though, we converted, um, like, our cousins who for years did not want Okay, well, we got your cousins, so that's a huge, that's a huge <laughs> get. Huge thing, and they, like, binge Beverly Hills. <laughs> I mean, but we need more people. Like, do we have to go door to door once it's safe? Like, and be like, hey, can you can you allow Bravo into your lives? You know, <laughs> they'll come with like a like a checklist of yeah, like, be, how many people be... live in this house who watches Bravo. <laughs> yeah, wait, that, 
Yeah, act like a census uh, bureau yeah, person exactly. and then just start talking about Bravo. But I do think if you like a person, like usually at work, if they're a Bravo watcher, I know like this is my friend. Oh yeah, that there oh, was someone completely. at work who I really didn't get on with. But the one thing we shared was Atlanta. And while we disagreed about everything, like we didn't like the same people, we didn't root for the same plot lines, it really bonded us. Like even when things got dark, they never got too dark because we could get back to that place through Atlanta. So thank God for Atlanta Housewives. <laughs> no, I love I and that's one of the I think the, the the fan base is amazing and I can't wait till I go out and walk the streets in my Countess Luann t-shirt so people can be like, "Oh, I know, you know, cuz you have a shorthand <laughs> with people who watch the same shows you watch." And I think uh that's why I would have loved to have gone to BravoCon and I would have loved to and I can't wait for those things to come back. Oh, um you- I mean, I live right down the street from like Sir and Tom Tom and I can't wait for those to open up. Oh my god! I'm so I really want to go to Tom Tom. Yeah, I want to go to Tom Tom so badly. Yeah, I went to Sir and to. Well, it's going to um, be back open in May. Oh, Alana, for your birthday! Okay. Oh, for my birthday! By the way, happy birthday! Yeah, happy almost birthday! Well, yeah, it's so on are Sunday. You a so I am a Taurus. Yes. Me too. Oh, good. I mean, wait, I don't really follow astrology. Is that is that a good sign? They're lovely people, yeah. my favorite. We're, we're, we're the best with best personality. Well, you but, have to say that because it's your sister's a Taurus. Oh, so. no, no, but she is my better half. And I have to say, delightful people. I'm, I like a lot of Taurus. <laughs> Wait, are you, no. are you stubborn too? Yeah, I'm super stubborn. And I really like, like, very expensive things and i love to like <laughs> be out in nature though i love beautiful things if you look at um like our instagram all i post are pictures of like trees and flowers and me walking on the beach because that's like my peaceful place so i feel like all the superficial things about a Taurus about me is true except for i am actually pretty low maintenance and a lot of what i read about Tories is that they're very very high maintenance and i think i'm quite low maintenance maybe yeah. i'm wrong though i could I be just, the high I, I just like to, shaking her head <laughs> i just like to go along for the ride i mean the only place i'm really in charge is or in the driver's seat is my podcast but other than that i like to just be in the back seat of you know i, I always like we had the thing of like i just wanted to be invited like i don't need to yeah. be the head of any party but i just want to be invited you know see and i want to be invited and i will turn it down because i don't do anything but i if i'm not invited i'm deeply hurt i offended. love the invitation yes. yeah i love I, an invitation i i hate being left out but then i also hate going to things yeah. so exactly uh, but also like, you guys can't see the listeners but they're both wearing like a really amazing necklaces um this is our company (laughs) oh is it really it's really cool these are all our jewelry everything we're wearing is from our company that's amazing jewelry yeah i'm fixated on you guys what why are you guys podcasting if you have an amazing jewelry company (laughs) who love um who have like a deep love for bravo and pop culture and overanalyze everything and we have no one to talk with like sometimes we'd have like random people that we would end up chatting with but then we were like told we were supposed to be doing whatever we were meant to be doing and like we can't just sit there wasting time talking about bravo so we needed an outlet and during quarantine um i had dina actually like with me all the time because my husband was back home in saudi arabia and he got stuck there like flights got canceled and he wasn't allowed out for actually eight months so during that time period dina crossed the street and came and stayed with me and we decided to do the podcast. 
But actually, before then, <laughs> I never listened to podcasts, and Alana was like, you need to deep dive every single Right, and I've been with you for a really long and time, I Dina. Dina, <laughs> Dina deep dived you, but we have been on a journey together for a very long time. You just didn't know that I was out there, like, talking to you, but really, I'd no. just be walking, talking to the air. It's so crazy when, um, I mean, it's so crazy and really amazing, but it is interesting to talk to people that know me better than I know them. <laughs> and, um, you know, you'll, you'll, they'll, they'll, they'll say something like they know because I've said it on the podcast, but I, I'm like, how did you know? How did you know that? Like, I will, I do get confused sometimes because I'll be really open on the podcast. And then somebody, somebody this week was like, Hey, just checking in. You sounded really depressed earlier. Um, and I was like, how did this person know I was depressed? And then I guess I had talked about it on the podcast. And then I was like, dang, like that's, uh, you forget sometimes because you just talk into a void and you, it's really, it's really helpful actually to talk out loud, but um, you forget, I forget sometimes how much I, I share, you know? Yeah. Well, I was out the other day and I heard someone calling like their kids and their kids were named, Bill and Becky. And I was like, Bailey? And I like turned around. I was so excited. And of course they didn't I didn't find out. Oh my parents. My, my parents are monsters now. They are so fame hungry. They, <laughs> uh you guys listening, my parents come on the podcast every couple of weeks and my they really get such a kick out of it. And uh it's real I mean, it's really funny to watch. It, them watch these shows or talk about them with anything because it, it, once a mic goes on, you can kind of have better conversations than you would without a mic. You know, I've had better conversations with my dad on the podcast than I ever have in my real life, you know? That's interesting. Well, I can say as a listener, long time, I have very much enjoyed it. Like even hearing about your nephew and when you played um, one time on the podcast, you played his kind of being very method actor and staying in character. I think it was Australian yes. or New Zealand kind of signed an Irish yeah, yeah, at times he, as well. He, he has a New Zealand accent that he, well, he thinks he has a New Zealand accent, but he won't stop talking in it. <laughs> so he'll do it all day long. And it's really it's really amazing because you're just like, oh, I mean, it, with any relative and especially my nephew, I'm just impressed when they do anything. So I'm like, wow, he's, what, what a commitment to continue this fake accent. Um, and I wish his parents would let him on the podcast more, but it turns out I use language and stuff that is inappropriate for, <laughs> yeah, no. uh, for a young But you give a warning. <laughs> I do, I, I do. I will say it makes me very, like one of the things that I love about podcasting myself but also about the podcast I listen to particularly yours is it's very therapeutic and it gives you a chance to not just find a community of people who watch Bravo but also just to hear other people going through stuff like you talked about how you were depressed um, on one of your recent podcasts but a lot of what you were saying was hitting with something that was going on with me and I had like a very visceral emotional reaction to it because it's not often that you have like random people talking to you about something so deep and it's really nice i love it i love your well, what if what if i what what if i was talking about you what if i was like elena i was talking about <laughs> you specifically and i'm glad you finally realized that i was no i i think the thing and it's like what i was talking about with facebook groups earlier is that sometimes I think depression um, is so much, um, you live in it in your head. 
And so your natural inclination is to stay in bed sometimes, or mine is, is to stay in my head. And, you know, you kind of feed that animal. And then the good thing about having a daily podcast is that I have to, at the end of the day, I have to put something together. And then if I'm in front of a microphone, well, why not at least be honest about what I'm dealing with? And what I've found out to, you know, what, which has been comforting um, in potentially a selfish way is that, wow, other people people feel the exact same way I do, you know, is that we all have, you know, we're all scared about certain things. We all have doubts about the future and ourselves and all of these things. And that kind of in itself will give me uh, strength sometimes, you know? Yeah. And then like, even things that you've said, like you were talking about how Carlito of Summer House um, inspired you to like make your bed. Yes. And I, I, I was like, you know, I love that because the housewives and the whole franchise has in so many ways expanded my life. And I was like, how, how can I be more like Hubhouse and be more driven? You know, like also, you can really look. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I also felt like you and Lindsay, there were vibes. I felt it. Everybody, everybody. Well, I, I, I'll give you, I'll give you guys an exclusive. Lindsay, we, we were DMing. Um, she goes, she said, uh, wait, so she goes, uh, she said, Oh, so we're going to get married. And I was like, yeah, we, I said, it feels right. I said, I'm making up a list for our life right now. Um, <laughs> and uh, she was like, well, I'm going to do a podcast called so good. It's bad with Lindsay. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do a PR company called uh, hub Bailey house. And uh, I here, you know, there, I was, Bailey uh, bungalow. I wish, you know, it was, I, I was talking about that earlier today, how funny it would be. Because the reality of that situation is nobody on Bravo is going to date a Bravo podcaster. In fact, that would be so hysterical if, disagree. if I popped up on Summer House and they'd be like, who is this guy? Well, he does a Bravo podcast. It would be, <laughs> I mean, for, for as a, and like, imagine if Lindsay yelled at me and you saw me cry on Summer House, you'd be like, oh, I'd love that. Ryan is crying <laughs> in Summer House. Like, yeah, he always like, loved this show so much. then you have to podcast about it, too. That's what or imagine if I'm in Carl's bedroom and Carl's teaching me how to make the proper bed, and I'm like, this is amazing, uh, you know? Or I think we'd all like that. I think we all want to sort of slightly dip in. Every time you walk in the room, they would retell us your job. Like in case oh my God. Yeah. Pos- podcaster or yeah. I'm not. Yeah. But I'm also not going to lie. I would love to see a situation where you're like having some sort of Vanderpump crossover and like you and Jax are face to face. I get scared. I get scared about that every day. And like, no, um, you have nothing to be afraid of. But if he ever, if he ever came at me, all I would be like, think about your child, dude. You don't want to do this. You know, if he lunges at me. <laughs> I would just take like a pin and like, like a balloon, just pop. Like, I don't think <laughs> he would do that. <laughs> he's full of hot air. Definitely. But uh, no, I, I think I get really excited about the, like when Lindsay on the interview brought out her, you know, list for life, the, the actual list she wrote out for her and Stravi. I was so gen, I get, re, I, I get so gen, that to me is like, oh my God, this, this is amazing. Like that moment to me is amazing. And she was so uh, nice to play ball with that. Like she got a kick out of it too. And uh, cause I, I asked her if I could post that picture of her in the list and she was like, oh man, I'm never going to live this down. And I was like, no, it's amazing. <laughs> and she let me post it. But um, I, I just think those things are really, really amazing moments that I'm like, wow, without this podcast, I never would have been able to have this happen, you know? Yeah, but I think it shows just how amazing your podcast is. That's why, like, I imagine it, like, if you're Andy Cohen 
2.0, like then that could be like your lead. And the voice for it. Oh my God. Let me show you guys something that I just got. One sec. Sorry. This is, I got this for my birthday. Um, it's me and Andy Cohen. <gasps> the drawing. And That's then, amazing. Then I, I have a knife and he has chains. Like we're fighting together. Oh, I love I love that. it. Isn't that oh crazy? my God. That would be a real dream team. Who did that for you? My uh, my friend Megan got it for me, but my, it's from, I have a favorite pop culture artist named Brandon Bird. And uh, uh, so you can do like commission works from him. And she, uh, she's she been my uh, quarantine. Like she's one of the only people that I've seen during quarantine. Um, and she, she moved here like right when quarantine started. So it's like my roommate and her, like the two people that I've seen throughout this but she like uh yeah she got it, it was super cool i, I was like wow I think that's, that's so awesome really amazing you know it looks so real <laughs> it, it's so i mean it's like i can't wait to to post that because that's like uh yeah no it's really you know all this stuff is like such a a dream to be able to do and like i mean you know i i don't i don't really make money from this yet uh but it's one of those things that like i really love it so much it gives me purpose. It It's something that I would be watching anyways. And I take it really seriously for as goofy as I am, you know? No, you can really see it, not just in the quality of your podcast, but also in your, like, Dina and I, I think one of our gifts that our parents gave us is a real love for pop culture and a long memory for it. And I've never met especially a man but anyone else who has like a better memory for these things and you remember so many things like sometimes just in passing you'll mention something and i'm like oh god he really did watch it like he knows everything and that's Wait, so why did your why did your parents give you that uh, appreciation what do they do um no not, they're, they're just fans themselves my my father is a doctor my mommy is a lawyer and they just especially on shabbat they it was like the one day of the week they do no work at all and they would dina my parents and i and literally from like sundown on shabbat till like honestly probably two three in the morning the day after we would have just sit there watching tons of like movies and all these sort of like Americana fun thing. So they would have us like watch like from like the 1940s sort of Cary Grant, 1920s, oh, Eileen yeah. Dunn, like all these classics. And it just gave us this real love of cinema. And then, you know, Adina and I, especially because we moved a lot growing up, we kind of ended up with a love for reality TV. I think a lot from just experiencing so many people from afar, we sort of learned to love it even more, especially when it's a little more on the crazy scale <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean that's that's it exactly is i i don't i grew up in kansas which is like a, a small town in kansas and i i just always was drawn i don't know why i was drawn to pop culture but any any kind of fandom movie tv music i was really in like bravo is something i heavily focus on but i love pop culture at large i love gossip blogs i love daily mail i love anything like those are the kind of things that like calm me down at the end of the night is i'll i'll get in bed and i'll be excited to flip through daily mail to see what craziness is out there but you you know the thing is after decades and decades of like studying this stuff you start to see patterns you know like we've mm. seen all of this stuff before it's just different people you know 
No. Well, I've been told I give great advice and 80% of it is probably direct just me thinking of what my grandmother has said or would say, but the rest is really from the lessons I've learned from Bravo. And I'll be like, well, I know a person and this and this has <laughs> happened to them. And I just won't say who the person is so that they take it seriously, but it's solid advice. <laughs> I do that with my therapist. I, I, I asked, uh, talk to her about Bravo problems. <laughs> Well, no, but I really do get affected. Like even this week when I was watching um, Jen and Margaret have their fight um, on Jersey this on week. On Jersey? Yeah. And, and, you know, and she's like, you don't like my tone, change the channel. And I was just sitting there thinking like, this is the problem. It's a real classic problem of when two people have like been raised very culturally different. And so they don't hear each other. It's not just the words, like they don't hear each other because of their cultural biases. And I'd love to see more of a breakdown of that. And for that to be sort of recognized a little bit more and not kind of put as like a bad thing, but more as like an opportunity. Oh, I love that. I really do love that. That actually makes I, perfect I, sense. I think like, I, I believe her name was Peggy on OC. The reason that she didn't make it to oh, see Peggy Suleiman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons she didn't get like a second season was because there was like a real issue of cultural communication. Like they did not understand how to communicate. Cause I really liked her and I, I felt like world, it was, I liked her as well. The world didn't either, but I really do think it was because she was like, she's not American. I mean, she might be an American citizen, but I mean, American born. And so she comes with all these other kind of layers of cultural ways of communicating. And I love language. I love communication. I'm, studied it in school and I think one of the things that has always fascinated me is how language is just a reflection of the culture you grew up in so when you have these sort of interactions in a moment like that I mean they're both funny and witty and great in the moment but I also think there is something way more layered about like what you have the baggage you have with you like the cultural baggage Dorit, Candace, Tinsley, and Bethany. If these names get you excited about fashion, then you will love the styles that we provide on our Like to Know It and Amazon page, Stylishly Salt. Girly with a bit of an edge is our specialty, and you're gonna love our looks and the looks that inspire our wardrobe. You can purchase everything through our Like to Know It and Amazon pages. Follow us on Like to Know It by going to liketoknow.it slash stylishly percent 20 Solomon to follow our look and shop our daily wares. To shop our Amazon page, go to amazon.com slash shop slash stylishly Solomon spelled S-T-Y-L-I-S-H-L-Y-S-O-L-O-M-O-N. Happy shopping! Do you guys like Family Karma? And, and, because uh, I know they deal with that. I love bit. Mexican Dynasty too and I'm That's getting a feeling. not coming back, was, I don't think, right? I know, I and it yeah. breaks my heart. I mean, that one, I loved so much. Dina didn't love it. Look at her little lips. Her. <laughs> I think the best, the, the best reality shows for me are the shows that do teach you a little bit more, take you in, uh, you know, a family or a scene that you have no awareness of, but then you realize that you have those common connections of like, lying cheating stealing you know it's just with a different like you get to like 
Like that's what like family karma can teach you about these things. But then there's these things that w- they're universal, like, you know, lying to somebody or getting into a fight with somebody. We all do that, but it's really exciting to see a different, uh, you know, group of people that you might not be aware of. And I think that does get us, you know, brings us closer together because at the end of the day, we are all humans. Like we are all part of a human race. And I think it is really interesting that we have more in common than we do. Like, you know, I've seen, you know, ethnicities that I have no awareness of, like they'll bash each other on a reality show and I'll be like, oh my God, it's just like us, you know, like there, <laughs> there is no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, we're all part of this kind of same thing. And I hate to get deep with it, but I think those are the like little undercurrents of these shows is kind of pointing out together that yeah. we have more in common than we, we do apart, you know? Dina and I always talk about this because the shows that really brought me to Bravo were shows like Jersey and Beverly Hills because they were about actual family interaction and I could really relate. Even actually with early days Kardashian, the reason I loved it was because it was about three sisters and I'm the middle of three sisters so I could lots of time relate to it. So when I was watching those early days of Beverly Hills and they were kind of showing the sisterly conflict or early days of Jersey when it was the Melissa, Teresa conflict, it was very relatable. But like now I feel like the currency is less about like family interaction and now it's getting into all the different cultural interactions, which I like. I like, I think it's actually a way to do what you want, which is to draw in other people as well. And less about like, you know, like early days, Beverly Hills 90210 when it was about like, look at, look at how wealthy they are. And now it's more about like, look at like how they interact with the rest of society. And I really do think that there is something like to be gained by all these sort of sub shows like Texicana, uh, Mexican Dynasty, Family Karma, Shaz. Like they're so nice because you actually get to see also a bit of yourself. Reza, my husband is Muslim. I'm Jewish. Reza is going to be like my, my future son. You know, like <laughs> I, I love like actually having a chance to see the child. Is he going to have that mustache know? too? I hope Hi. so. I hope he's born with a mustache. I mean, I, I want a Saddam Hussein mustache on my, my son, <laughs> the canal. And I, when I think about like that though, like early season when he said, I think it was Glonessa, but said some, basically called him like a mutt in a much nastier way because of his, mix and everything but it was just like it was the first time it ever occurred to me that you know that might like it sounds stupid that it was the first time but it was just really kind of seeing it play out no because i always just think like my even are you so cute i don't think about like how the world's going to be mean to it yeah i don't have this child yet but are you are you guys watching do you guys watch dallas yes Yes. i watch everything well well, I mean, I just find it very interesting, you know, you, you know, we've gotten to peek in behind Tiffany Moon's, uh, you know, family. And it's very interesting to see her deal with her mother and her father. And she is so high functioning and high achieving, yet she still goes this th- through this thing of not being good enough or she feels she's not good enough for her mother because her mother never told her she loved her or not, you know, and it's, it's so fascinating. And it goes into that thing of like, man, you never you know, unless you, you know, walk a mile in somebody's shoes, you never really know them because you think, oh my God, Tiffany has it all. Tiffany has everything. How? And then you see that there's still like this piece missing. And I found it so really refreshing and brave to watch her story in the midst of a lot of mess on Dallas, but to see this kind of real person that we all relate to and here's somebody with everything, but at the same time has this huge blind spot and insecurity about, you know, her mom and her family. I agree completely. That's actually something, you know, I really think 
Cameron is very funny. I know she's like controversial. I find her hilarious, but I think that's the element of her that we're missing that I couldn't believe how lucky we were on a first season with Tiffany to get her to be so open and so exposed because they kind of, I agree completely. I mean, I do think, you know, her, like her interactions with her mom was sort of jolting sometimes because the show has not really been very deep. So then when you'd see her with her mom, it would be sort of shocking. But on the other hand, it was really nice, especially in terms of, I think there are a lot of people who are children of immigrants who their parents did everything they could with their circumstances to give their child like all this opportunity. And, but that didn't leave time for that affection. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I get, I get angry at my parents every time I, I'm like, where, why didn't you ride my ass harder when I was a kid? Like, I, <laughs> I, I could have dealt with a little less affection, and a little more like, you know, get your shit together so you don't have to do a podcast someday, you know? Did you get a lot of um, like trophies you didn't deserve? <laughs> no, I earn, I earn my uh, drama theater trophies. Damn it. <laughs> Well, and this actually, I have a question for you. I've always wanted to ask this of someone who is an expert in this, and I feel you are. Why do actors love Bravo so much? I think it's because actors, you know, the the miscon not the misconception, but a lot of actors, and this is bad, is you love emoting. So you're like, oh my god, I love to like cry or I love to yell or and and the realization or the the reality of acting is that it's small moments. It's that they bringing somebody in like, you know, it's not, after decades and decades of like studying this stuff, you start to see patterns, you know, like we've seen mm. all of this stuff before. It's just different people, you know. No. Well, I've been told I give great advice and 80% of it is probably direct just me thinking of what my grandmother has said or would say, but the rest is really from the lessons I've learned from Bravo. And I'll be like, well, I know a person and this and this has <laughs> happened to them. And I just won't say who the person is so that they take it seriously, but it's solid advice. <laughs> I do that with my therapist. I, I, I asked, uh, talk to her about Bravo problems. <laughs> No, but I really do get affected. Like even this week when I was watching um, Jen and Margaret have their fight um, on Jersey this on week. On Jersey? Yeah. And, and, you know, and she's like, you don't like my tone, change the channel. And I was just sitting there thinking like, this is the problem. It's a real classic problem of when two people have like been raised very culturally different. And so they don't hear each other. It's not just the words, like they don't hear each other because they're cultural biases. And I'd love to see more of a breakdown of that. And for that to be sort of recognized a little bit more and not kind of put as like a bad thing, but more as like an opportunity. Oh, I love that. I really do love that. That actually makes I, perfect I, sense. I think like, I, I believe her name was Peggy on OC. The reason that she didn't make it to oh, season Peggy Suleiman, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons she didn't get like a second season was because there was like a real issue of cultural communication. Like they did not understand how to communicate. Cause I really liked her and I, I felt like it was, I liked her as well. The world didn't either, but I really do think it was because she was like, she's not American. I mean, she might be an American citizen, but I mean, American born. And so she comes with all these other kind of layers of cultural ways of communicating. And I love language. I love communication. I'm, studied it in school and I think one of the things that has always fascinated me is how language is just a reflection of the culture you grew up in so when you have these sort of interactions in a moment like that I mean they're both funny and witty and great in the moment but I also think there is something way more layered about 
like what you have, the baggage you have with you, like the cultural baggage. Do you guys like family karma? And, and, uh, cause I know they deal with that. A I love bit. Mexican dynasty too. And I'm That's getting a not coming new. back. I don't think, right? I know. I and it yeah. breaks my heart. I mean, that one I loved so much. Dina didn't love it. Look at her little lips. Her. <laughs> I think the best, the, the best reality shows for me are the shows that do teach you a little bit more, take you in, uh, you know, a family or a scene that you have no awareness of, but then you realize that you have those common connections of like lying, cheating, stealing, you know, it's just with a different, like you get to <laughs> like, like that's what like family karma can teach you about these things. But then there's these things that w they're universal, like, you know, lying to somebody or getting into a fight with somebody. We all do that, but it's really exciting to see a different, uh, you know, group of people that you might not be aware of. And I think that does get us, you know, brings us closer together because at the end of the day, we are all humans. Like we are all part of a human race. And I think it is really interesting that we have more in common than we do. Like, you know, I've seen, you know, ethnicities that I have no awareness of, like they'll bash each other on a reality show and I'll be like, oh my God, it's just like us, you know, like there, <laughs> there is no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, we're all part of this kind of same thing. And I hate to get deep with it, but I think those are the like little undercurrents of these shows is kind of pointing out together that yeah. we have more in common than we, we do apart, you know? Dina and I always talk about this because the shows that really brought me to Bravo were shows like Jersey and Beverly Hills because they were about actual family interaction and I could really relate. Even actually with early days Kardashian, the reason I loved it was because it was about three sisters and I'm the middle of three sisters so I could lots of time relate to it. So when I was watching those early days of Beverly Hills and they were kind of showing the sisterly conflict or early days of Jersey when it was the Melissa, Teresa conflict, it was very relatable. But like now I feel like the currency is less about like family interaction and now it's getting into all the different cultural interactions, which I like. I like, I think it's actually a way to do what you want, which is to draw in other people as well. And less about like, you know, like early days, Beverly Hills 90210 when it was about like, look at, look at how wealthy they are. And now it's more about like, look at like how they interact with the rest of society. And I really do think that there is something like to be gained by all these sort of shop shows like Texicana, uh, Mexican Dynasty, Family Karma, Shaz. Like they're so nice because you actually get to see also a bit of yourself. Reza, my husband is Muslim. I'm Jewish. Reza is going to be like my, my future son. You know, like <laughs> I, I love like actually having a chance to see the challenges. Is he going to have that mustache know? too? I hope Hi. so. I hope he's born with a mustache. I mean, I, I want a Saddam Hussein mustache on my, my son from <laughs> the canal. And I, when I think about like that though, like early season when he said, I think it was Glonessa, but said some, basically called him like a mutt in a much nastier way because of his, mix and everything but it was just like it was the first time it ever occurred to me that you know that might like it sounds stupid that it was the first time but it was just really kind of seeing it play out no because i always just think like my even, are you so cute i don't think about like how the world's going to be mean to it yeah i don't have this child yet but are you go are you guys watching do you guys watch dallas yes, yes. i watch everything well 
Well, t- I mean, I just find it very interesting. You know, you, you know, we've gotten to peek in behind Tiffany Moon's, uh, you know, family. And it's very interesting to see her deal with her mother and her father. And she is so high functioning and high achieving, yet she still goes this th- through this thing of not being good enough or she feels she's not good enough for her mother because her mother never told her she loved her or not, you know, and it's, it's so fascinating. And it goes into that thing of like, man, you never you know, unless you, you know, walk a mile in somebody's shoes, you never really know them because you think, oh my God, Tiffany has it all. Tiffany has everything. How? And then you see that there's still like this piece missing. And I found it so really refreshing and brave to watch her story in the midst of a lot of mess on Dallas, but to see this kind of real person that we all relate to and here's somebody with everything, but at the same time has this huge blind spot and insecurity about, you know, her mom and her family. I agree completely. That's actually something, you know, I really think Cameron is very funny. I know she's like controversial. I find her hilarious, but I think that's the element of her that we're missing that I couldn't believe how lucky we were on a first season with Tiffany to get her to be so open and so exposed really because the they kind of... I agree completely. I mean, I do think, you know, her, like, her interactions with her mom was sort of jolting sometimes because the show has not really been very deep. So then when you see her with her mom, it would be sort of shocking. But on the other hand, it was really nice, especially in terms of I think there are a lot of people who are children of immigrants who their parents did everything they could with their circumstances to give their child like all this opportunity. And but that didn't leave time for that affection. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I get, I get angry at my parents every time I, I'm like, where, why didn't you ride my ass harder when I was a kid? Like, I, I, <laughs> I could have dealt with a little less affection and a little more, like, you know, get your shit together so you don't have to do a podcast someday. You know? Did you get a lot of um, like trophies you didn't deserve? <laughs> no, I er- I earned my uh, drama theater trophies. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I have a question for you. I've always wanted to ask this of someone who is an expert in this, and I feel you are. Why do actors love Bravo so much? I think it's because actors, you know, the the miscon not the misconception, but a lot of actors, and this is bad, is you love emoting. So you're like, oh my god, I love to like cry or I love to yell or and and the realization or the the reality of acting is that it's small moments. It's that like bringing somebody in. Like, you know, it's not screaming. If you're mad at somebody, you're going to be like, how dare you? Do not, you know, instead of how dare you? And I, <laughs> I, think, I think Bravo, Bravo gives us actors like, oh my god, they're really emoting. Like they're screaming or they're crying hysterically. And sometimes it just, it, it scratches that itch for the over dramatic people that we once were as kids or hopefully have broken out of, but you're like, there's a adults still acting like this. And in a, in a lot of ways, we're, you know, we're supposed to be conditioned to not act like the housewives, but I think for actors, it's, it's just fun. It's fun to yell. It's fun to scream. It's fun to really feel something. Like I remember being in an acting class and you know, you'd have like crying exercises and people like, Oh my God, did you see how hard I cried? Oh my God. Like it's so <laughs> amazing. And I think that's like the housewives is that you, 
you get to see all of that. You get to see Vicky Gunvalson screaming, or you get to see somebody just bawling like Hannah every episode of Summer House, or Kyle every episode of Summer House crying. Like you, you see these things, and you're like, "Wow, good for them." They're really emoting, and I think that's a lot of the misconception of actors get into acting because they're like, "I want to, I want to scream and yell," and that's not reality. Like angry. You know, you only have a couple moments in life where you have Luke Gulbranson outbursts of like, I don't <laughs> like you. Best but most line time, ever. <laughs> most of the time, it's quiet moments. Most of the time, like everything's quiet or, you know, sadness is internalized and not externalized. And I think the housewives are all externalized for the most part, you know? Yeah, they're all like Denshaw. <laughs> I also have to well, them as characters are such dynamic individuals like Erica you don't find that rarity look what she's posting lately like this girl I, um, no I thought that was a Barbie doll I didn't even think that was well it's, it's so it was so we're so far beyond the point of like I really think like Erica could have done herself a favor and posted you know if you're gonna post it all which I thought is so shameful that she's still posting you know is that post the reality of the situation post that you're scared post that like post your re- don't post that you're like shut up haters like hey trolls and then you're posting your you know body which is so fake I mean none of it's real like this is all photoshopped and airbrushed and who I mean I find it interesting the the people that watch Bravo and buy into it. And then there's the people that watch Bravo and realize that it's like a dark comedy and they're kind of like, well, this is ridiculous. And they have a good sense of who they are in the mix. But then there are people that watch it and they're like, wow, this is aspirational. She looks amazing. And it's like, yeah, but wait, at what cost? Like that's all technology. That's all somebody, you know, she's not even Photoshopping her own things, you know? No, I think no, I definitely shows. Oh, sorry. I think for me though, these shows are almost as because um, I am majored in psychology, and I think like a lot of it is more for me. Like, ooh, all these people. Like almost like Ron said in Parks and Recreation, I'm watching people in their natural environment. Yes, I've seen these things before, and for me, I'm like, oh my god, is this really happening? And what is causing this? And like, I want to know all the deep solutions. <laughs> no. Well, I like to it's, feel uh, like I'm slightly left out, though. Like, I love when they already have, like, so much going on. Yeah, where where I just sort of feel like I'm not totally in on the joke, but I know enough to be somewhat in so I can judge people for not being in at all. Yeah, I mean, I do. I think watching these make me feel better about my own life in a lot of ways. And, you know, I don't think I'm close to going to jail at all, which like a good half of Bravo seems to be close. Like I got to, I mean, I think sometimes with extremely wealthy people, like now I don't even, I don't even see wealth. I see like a potential jail sentence in anybody that's wealthy. I'm like, (laughs) you're like three steps away from going to jail. With what you just did your podcast the other day on, oh my God, I always just call him Lala's boyfriend. Randall Emmett. Randall. Randall. Yeah. That shocked me. Jewish? I had, I had no a, idea he was Jewish. No, I, I found that out through you, Ryan, and I had a reaction. Thank you. I, 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 it's all the knowledge I bring Hard to people. But, but, but Randall, Randall is a perfect example of like, that guy must be scared every day of his life. It must be just one big charade that you're like, And not okay, just a bhakti. Well, have you ever seen that movie Uncut Gems with uh, uh, Adam, Adam Sandler? Sandler? And he... 
Yeah, and he's like just trying to get the big, like he's like, okay, I owe all this money, but if I can win this over here, it's going to take care of everything. And I sometimes have a feeling that must be what Randall's life is, is like, okay, all these people are like suing me or need money, but if I can make this a hit over here, everything will, you know, and it feels like his life is potentially juggling 10 messes at once. And at this point, he's probably used to living like that, you know? No, I agree. But what I really don't um, understand is how um, someone would be attracted to that mess. <laughs> like, well, I think I think if you present as powerful and rich, I think that is. I don't. I. I mean, I've never presented like that, but it must be an aphrodisiac <laughs> to. It must be an aphrodisiac to women and and some men. Um, I'm sure it's nice to be like, okay, so you're telling me. I get a car tomorrow. Like you're going to give me a car, like an actual car. And I, I, that's probably if like, if I knew I could go around and just give women cars and they'll like me, I would never be scared of a woman again. And I would never be scared. I would never be scared to tell a woman I liked her. You know, like I've had times in my life where I'm like, I like this person and I'll never tell them I like them because I would, hate that rejection but if i knew i could give a woman a car and tell them i liked them like i'd be like yeah i mean i'll totally tell them you know is it love like i do believe genuinely that jack loves Emmett maybe more than cruz because he can give him the car but if i were randall Emmett, i would definitely question the love of like someone like a lala because especially because if she grew up sort of from a certain type of family and so she could already have those things without him. You won't question the love. But when you grow up, and so this is such a like, ooh, you know, then you always will question it, no? Yeah, I mean. I think they I question I, it for her. I, I don't know. I was like, I just don't know how, you know, obliviousness is like, a, can be a real gift sometimes. If you're oblivious, it just means you don't think about things. Like, I wonder if Brittany really ever sits there and thinks about like, okay, so how does this play out? Jax doesn't really have any skills. He's not on a reality <laughs> show anymore. How are we going to continue? Like, how many cameos is he making anymore? Like, so I think that Brittany probably doesn't like think about that. Like, that shit would keep me up at night. Like, where is my next paycheck? Where is the, like, I get scared all the time of even just trying to make the podcast work. I can't, I, I have to imagine that they're completely oblivious and that's served them well. Like so many actors I've worked with don't realize that they're bad. And that's the, <laughs> best, gift, that's the best gift they can give themselves because they never know when to give up. And eventually they start knowing what they're doing. They're like, okay, eventually if you stick in something long enough, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So eventually that bad actor is going to hit something where they're like, okay, you know, it's just, it's like blind. Like a so bad it's good. <laughs> kind of. It's like believing in yourself, believing in yourself when you shouldn't. And like that, I believe is a lot of Bravo people is that they have this weird belief in themselves, even though all signs point to you shouldn't, you know, and eventually that, that's probably that the first out. thing they look for. Like, I, I, but it doesn't run up in a way because not just in America, there is sort of like, you know how there are basketball teams outside of America. So if you're not that good at playing basketball anymore, you can just go to like yes. Czechoslovakia. For reality stars, there's the same thing. You wouldn't even believe when I, like we lived in London and um, Stephanie, 
the Spencer Pratt oh, sister she was yeah oh, she came yeah. over adopted in Jackson immediately and was a star of Made in Chelsea. So there is a reality life friend, and then there's like I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, Big Brother UK, like these shows, <laughs> they go on and they make money that way. And I mean Lindsay Lohan oh. is 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 doing round two yeah. where she's kind of as if she was a reality star. But I think with Lindsay Lohan, because I heard like even you guys on your podcast you were talking about, and I maybe, but this is more of my deep um, dark chocolate layer. Like I kind of feel like Lindsay's doing (laughs) maybe bad things. Like I feel like a lot of even these relationships in Hollywood are more like, um, not like- Are you talking about like yacht girls? Like I think Lindsay's a yacht girl. I think that like- Who would want her though? I just well, I think, but see, I think, I think there, it's like a cachet. Like, I know she has a lot of like guys in Dubai and stuff like that, and I think they're like, look, I got the star of Mean Girls with me, and all it cost me was like fifty thousand dollars a day. I think they kind of get a, they get a kick out of American pop culture, like we get a kick out of American pop culture, and it's sad because I think you're like, ah, damn. Uh, that's sad for Lindsay because she was a really, she is, you know, a potentially good actor and a talent. And you're like, Very now you're, a favorite. No, yeah, but I, now you're, now you're having to be on yachts and stuff like that and get uh, into, no, get Lindsay into fights always, with like Russian oligarchs. Oh, I know. yeah. <laughs> and it always makes me sad because I feel like we saw it on SNL. Like the first time she was on Brilliant. The next time she was on, you could see her reading the cue cards. And that's when I knew I was like, things are dark. We're going down a deep, dark path. Yeah. So it wasn't and when she like extraordinarily that. lost weight and started like falling well, over herself. It was definitely a bit of a sign for me, but Tina Fey <laughs> at the time hadn't told me yet how bad things were. So Ryan, <laughs> what, do, what do you watch when you're not watching Bravo? Um, uh, you know, I have a list of TV shows that I keep, that I keep adding to where like right now, what did I just, I'll, I'll pull up my list right now because I keep lists of like things that I need to watch and things that I, um, but I try to go through like during quarantine, I just started, let's see here. Um, let's see. Okay. I watched the Demi Lovato YouTube documentary. I, I watch a lot of documentaries. I watched uh, This is a Robbery on Netflix. I watched We Work documentary. Um, I watched, uh, Bling Empire, um, the Classic. Night Stalker documentary on Netflix. Yeah. I finally watched the comeback on HBO, both seasons. Oh, of Lisa so, good. so good. And I'd been, t- people told me to watch that for years and I just never did. You watch Web um, Therapy, right? I've never seen web therapy. It's oh, on my list. No. Oh my god! Oh my god. Oh my god. The oh word god. modality will never sit in your mind the same after you watch minute, it. So five minute, three minute therapy. Yeah, no, I think she does like five minute therapy, and you're not allowed to tell her anything about yourself, like your past or anything. But she doesn't want to hear it. She just and wants she to know your past. Conan. She meets Conan. Remember? Yeah, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> you'll have the best journey of your life no it is no, I, one of the funniest best shows ever it was ma- yeah like work. um yeah funny yeah ted lasso i thought was great on apple tv <gasps> I mean, do you know that's where we live that took place in richmond that's where we live oh really yeah, oh, okay. yeah that's, no, I, I, that's like our village um uh the boys on amazon great oh, so uh, i love search party have oh, you guys seen Search amazing. Party? Yes. Okay. yes. So long to so get a to watch the boys in Search Party. And I for it's, The boys in Search Party, I was, 
like I started really towards the end of quarantine because during quarantine I just watched the news and it was like really I just but then I was like okay Why? let's start getting because <laughs> I, I was an idiot and I, I but I have so many shows that I need to watch and I keep adding to it but we really are we're in the golden age I think of television where it, it's every show is good now. Like there's not a bad yeah. show. Like I almost get comforted when there's a bad show. Cause I'm like, geez, at least you guys still exist. Cause Real Housewives, of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Real Housewives of Atlanta was bad this season, except for the bowl. Yeah, exactly. Oh, See, so yeah. That, was I, yes, that was horrible. ETW. I will say I've never heard of this texting after nine thing. And I just, I have. Oh to, yeah. That's what, well, no. I, but if I, that's not, I, I never I, heard of I that text, either. I do this all the time. I text my friends that are girls after nine. No. Well, I and I. 12, maybe one or two, honestly, for me. I have people text me at 12. It's not a 2 a.m. You're like, you're really getting into questionable areas. But I feel like up until 1 a.m., <laughs> you're like good. Because up until 1, there's still like a kind of friendly like banter. After you get into the hours where like the majority of the public, not myself, but the majority of the public is probably asleep, you're probably wanting to be sleeping with that person. My, my, no, no, wise word. Very weird. Well, I, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I don't want anybody, I don't know. I, I, it's fun. Yeah, I guess you're, I just never have, I hate to, I mean, be like, uh, but I don't, I've never done a quote unquote booty call. I've never, but if I'm usually texting you after hours, I'm usually texting you about a show like about like oh my god did you <laughs> like last night i sent my friend who's a girl a picture of an old movie so i married an axe murderer with mike myers oh, I because we had so been joking good. about it and it was like hey get out of the way hey and i had come <laughs> across it on twitter and i sent it to her but there was no and it's so funny i sent it to her and then i was like i literally immediately thought of luke and then i was like no it's a fucking so i married an axe murderer this person and by the way my friend's married i know the guy like it's not like anything's gonna like so i wasn't doing it out of like it was just that i saw this and i thought it would be funny to send and i have weird hours yeah. but hannah gaslit steer in my opinion and i was glad that hubhouse agreed this whole season and i think that 9 a.m thing was just the reason for her to like create and a value 9 a.m would set a whole different thing that means that's the beginning. i know i get mad when people message or call me before 11 because i'd like them to assume i'm asleep i don't usually go to bed until like 4 a.m so do not bother me until 11 that's to me like breakfast time then we can chat so those are hours i don't appreciate there's two things i don't like timely people and people who try to wake me up early outside of wait, that you like, say timely? wait did you say timely people I well, send people on it's rude you're making me rushed <laughs> wait you you saying you don't like people that are on time well i think oh. that, like if i invite you to my house at eight and you show up at 8 30 you you know me you're my people you can pour my cereal okay, and you okay. get how i am if you show up at eight on the dot now you're making me rushed like why are you rushing that's rude <laughs> i i mean i i kind of uh see what you're saying i mean i my mom always tells me to be on time, but um, I, I appreciate that I don't have to with you. Yeah, you know, this is also like cultural, I realize like Americans are very like, I was with um, my business partner the other day and it was 4.30 and her boyfriend had already eaten dinner. Like I was like, I haven't eaten breakfast yet. He's eating dinner. Like our lives are really could be very offshoots of different things. They're like the 6 p.m., you know, dinner people 9 a.m wake up call kind of people or i don't know maybe 7 a.m they're 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 definitely closer to mark Wahlberg's life i am up all night wait, wait you, do you guys, like, do you guys get into fights all the time as sisters 
Do the two of us? Do you guys fight all the time as sisters? Yeah, do the two of you guys? Not really. Like, cause if it's like, we're very, very close. So I think it's more like if we're getting in a fight, it's over very stupid stuff. So then like five minutes later. We'll yeah, like okay. yesterday I got mad at her. Was it yesterday or the day before? It doesn't matter. I got mad at her because she double booked something. Oh, and I was I like, double stop book double booking because I, I don't like to feel people. rushed. I like to be able to be running late. So if she's on like a super scheduled time, it throws off my whole life. So I, this week, I, I, need, to, I need to get double book everyone. Wait, so wait, so you guys style people. Is that what I mean? Like, so what is the, so you make jewelry, you style people. Like, wait, so oh, I, I heard you need fashion consultants. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, if I was, if, if I'm, like I, I've pretty much worn, worn like basketball shorts and like uh, hoodies the entirety of COVID, and like so you would be able to tell me what to wear, or do you come into my closet and tell me what to wear? And could I we pull could do all that at a point? I mean, like yeah, I- we do all that. <laughs> oh, give you a lookbook of what to wear every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, that's well. That's what I'm. I'm in the middle of a diet right now, so I can be prepared to face the world again. Um, because but you look you know, very slim you do oh they, well that's i've not eaten anything in weeks now so oh, um congratulations. <laughs> congratulations yes um no i mean that was the thing where i was like i ate so much cheese and wine during the covid that i didn't realize your metabolism slows down as you get older folks if listening that's just a, a tip <laughs> from me to you um hot be take. Careful. <laughs> it's a hot take yeah guys i don't know if anybody's ever noticed uh cheese has calories and what that'll do is that'll gain and if you're not being active you're staying in your bed but uh it is funny you're like damn it i wish i wish the government the good for nothing government told us like hey in three months we're gonna let you go outside again so i could have had a little like warning all of a sudden la starts opening up and i'm like no i'm not ready for this to open up yet i just start you know you're gonna like self-quarantine <laughs> Like give you like when when I was during COVID, I was still working from home because Alana and I have our own business, but I still also do styling on the side as well, um, like a different type. So um, I was still working and um, they had said when the store opened up that they would give us, a, I think, a two month warning and we got a, uh, and then it became two weeks and then it became a day. And I remember <laughs> Alana many of the times, like I needed that two months. So I, I definitely took quarantine as like an opportunity to just binge watch all the shows I wanted to either mostly rewatch, but like either watch or whatever. And I took the opportunity to like put those Doritos in my mouth and like, you know, make that extra piece of whatever. Oh, you I, know, would, I would wake up everything. at 3 I would wake up at 3 a.m. and be like, oh, I need some cheese right now. Like all the Breakfast rules were off. Like all the rules <laughs> Like I was like, I'd never done that in my life. And all of a sudden I was eating brie at 3 a.m. because I just felt tense. And well, I, if you were going to die, you should die with brie in your stomach. I think that's a good idea. I mean, I, I mean, eventually the brie seems like it's always going to be there at this point in my stomach. <laughs> but um, I, well, God, that's why I was like, maybe you guys should come. I was like, how do we do this? You should come. I was like, maybe you should come on my podcast and tell me what I need to wear. But I was like, it's such a visual it's such a visual thing. How would you do that over a podcast? But I'm like, oh, it'd be so funny to have you guys style me. <laughs> Just like break down everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, so like here's no, no, how no, we're no, gonna no. fix you. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's, I but would you love know, to do a, we actually uh, do, do for, um, a lot of our male clients, especially the single ones who want to like maybe update their profiles on social media apps and update their look and everything. And we can help we even kind of like arrange photo shoots for you and really style you, but also help you sort of have that styling for your Wait, why life. don't we make a reality show of you guys? Like this sounds perfect. <laughs> like, my husband doesn't even like that i do then you know we do on social media all our influencer stuff and my husband's like hide your face more (laughs) wait so are you are you married too no okay so yeah okay so i represent that you guys can fall in love if you want Okay, so, so we're we're so, married now. Yeah, yeah we'll so there's, get there's, married. Obviously, he's leaving. He's leaving Lindsay Hubbard for you. Well, I just know I didn't know if there was like double dates you guys did as like uh, sisters and then married. You know, I didn't know. No, but I there was a on a double date. No, but there was in London. His brother medic is the same age and like gets on with all of us. So Dina. My late, me and Rassan, my husband, we would all be together. At one point, we were even living together, you know, accidentally sharing toothbrushes occurred. Like, it was very intimate. My and toothbrush. My toothbrush. Yeah, but we, I thought it was my, Rassan thought he was using my toothbrush. Rassan's brother thought he was using Rassan's toothbrush. So it was very disgusting. But beyond that, we were all very close in other ways, too. And it was great because Rassan and Dina are very similar. And Malik and I. So you tried to get them together. You tried to. I wanted them to marry, but he basically was like in love with someone from back home forever. They're married and have like kids now. Gasan is um Ilana's husband, and he and I are very similar. So it was usually like he and I against um Ilana and his brother. But no, he and his um um, and his brother and I, we never had anything. I wanted this guy. This is a reality show. This is this you. This is a reality, and then we go. We eat your clients and then like, but at the end of the day, you know, like this is like already a reality show you guys could do. You realize that, right? Yeah, I think you should be the host. Like, what's his name? Is it Chris whatever from Backside? Chris Harris. Chris Harris. I think. Right? No, no, no. I just need to host it that way. By the way, my dream. My dream is really to be uh, an like eventually. That's why I, like I would love to be an on camera host someday. Like I would love to do an extension or have a video element to the podcast, which I think we're we're I'm you should on. do on YouTube. Yeah, I'm, wor- I'm working on that, but like you know, I'm so disorganized. I don't like I don't I don't even a- answer like a tenth of my DMs, and it's not because I don't want to. It's just because my mind goes in like thirty different directions, and like. I just, it's like, I need, I need an assistant or set. And I, I don't, I don't have any money. So I just. Do a free internship a for the summer. It's the perfect time. Yeah. I'd be like I'm Sonia Morgan. You. No, 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 you should. You put in a sign, like you're looking for a social media intern, uh, you know, and then they will see it on your social. And then it's a free internship. You can arrange whichever college that they get credit for it. And you Could don't you have to pay them. imagine if I, if I have to sit down somebody and interview them? And then you can them roast them on the podcast. You can do it as yeah. a roast on the podcast. That would be brilliant. But actually, I, mean, I, love. Like, I met somebody the other day who was an intern for Sonia. And they said they had the best time. And now I can't remember. Oh, I bet. Well, I'm sure it's, I want to be sure an intern wild. with Sonia. <laughs> oh, if I, I mean, if I, 
I would move to New York for that. I mean, what an experience. You could do a documentary about that experience, you know? Oh, that would be brilliant. I also really want to be invited to your Buco de Beppo party. So I just yeah, hope that Yeah, so I think like- that's going to happen. In, no, no. I think that's going to happen like, I think a month and a half or two months. I've got, they, I'm still working it out with the management over there, but it is happening. So Buca de Beppo, you guys listening. Dorit's room at Buca de Beppo where Dorit Kemsley the redecorated the room. The Capri room. And, uh, <laughs> You know, there. I'm excited because there seems to be a lot of interest of people that like other podcasters and all that that would come down. Uh, I know Amy Phillips and the what what crappens uh, guys and and like. Um, so it would be amazing. I that really is something that non joking. Come to the crap. <laughs> I would have. And by the way, because I would have Bill and Becky come down for that. Oh my god! And, oh my god! I'm dying to meet Bill and Becky. I really. Oh, feel my like dad would get so hammered. My dad would pass out halfway through the because my dad gets so excited that he drinks. Like he'll just keep drinking or he'll do shots with people and then he eventually passes out and like way early every time because he gets so excited. Uh, he's just a really fun guy to party with, but then he doesn't ever realize his limits. And then my mom just complains. <laughs> he's like, he's drinking too early again. He's he's mixing wine with Scott. He's making mixing wine with whiskey. It's not good, you know. Well, wait, I don't. Wait, wait, guys, drink, how much how much I, longer is this? Because I just I, I didn't, well, like ten. Oh, sorry. Ten more minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, somebody just texted that's supposed to. I'm supposed to run down to get something, so I just want to let her know. Ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, like, is that good? Sorry, okay, cool. I know oh, we ran over to so much fun, and I know yeah. I don't know no, if we'll no, be able I, to like no, sneak in your her. DMs again. By the way, you guys, you guys gotta come. You guys gotta come on my show too. Oh, so we gotta that. work that out. But I just wanted to idea. let her know. Oh my god, you just made my heart skip a like, beat. You don't. You really don't understand. I like. Okay, to I told her ten minutes. All day. Oh great. I know. I I can't even remember since my wedding day being. No, no. I I I wanna. I need to. I kind of need you guys on my podcast because I want to find out way more about you guys because oh God, I need so to know how all this works, you know? Oh my God, you're so kind. But I want to continue to get for our listeners to get to know you because you are literally like, you know, you talk a lot about like yeah. your goals as a podcaster and, and the things that, that, you know, when you reach those milestones, how major they are. And for us, speaking with you is so huge and such a, like, we're so happy. That's so crazy, you guys. I am nobody. That's so crazy. But thank you so much. I really oh, thank you. So thank you. Thank you. Your podcast is so. Did my mom? Did my mom put you up to this? No. Becky and I were talking earlier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, Bex, I got you. I'm gonna make your boy feel like a big boy. <laughs> she loves you like Jack loves Cruz. You know. <laughs> I mean, for real. For real. Well, hey, oh my gosh, just side father. note. What? Yeah. Oh, I just said he's an amazing father. You know. Jacks, yeah. He's, he's and, the number you know, one father of all time. I just want it out there officially for the public. I believe a nip slip was on purpose. As much as I believe Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake's nip slip was on purpose, I believe the Jacks Britney <laughs> nip Britney's, slip Britney's was purposeful. Nip slip, yeah. Well, there's two ways to look at it that it was completely purposeful, which actually makes like he thinks he's like a social media whiz, which I kind of think is really disturbing. But then the other part is just as disturbing if it was an accident. Either way, it's disturbing. Either way, it is horrific. And the fact that like, it cracks me up. It's like, how do you, how do you not see a, you know, a, a fairly areola. big-sized nipple <laughs> in the, the frame? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Ariel, and, 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 and you could just cut it out so easily. So I'm like, how desperate? Either way, it's scary. Either, either so this way, is why those, I don't scary. think that it was accidental. Because it's one thing in the moment she's got a baby on her. Like, you know, it's like the way, like, you know, bad people who steal your watches. They first touch you on this side while something's touching on this side so you don't feel it. 
Like, you know, so I could understand like the babies on her, all these elements are happening. She didn't feel it in the moment. There is no way he posted that picture without showing it to her first. And there's no way she missed her booby. As the great New Jersey cross would say. Why would she why would you do that, you know? What you were talking about before, you know, phase two, life after Vanderpump Rules. This is <laughs> no, how I mean, you get those, I, I, this is listen, how you get those contracts. They're going to have to go on like, one of the marriage counseling shows next. I, I, I just think like, if it's already this insane, imagine what two weeks from now is going to look like. Like, I was just like, are we going to see Britney's butthole at, its, at a point? Like, I mean, like, what is happening? Like, what, what, how, where do we go from here, you know? Summer houses, but, like, I feel like I got really up the close and personal with Summer House this week. Oh, my God. I cried when, like, not like in a, but, like, there was an emotional no, with heart crying. Did you not No, I know. Okay. But, like, this season, it gave us so much. It's like we got Lindsay's classic finger-banging references. We got Areola. We got butts from Kyle, like the little tanning butt pull and everything. We got, <laughs> I don't like you from Luke. We got so much from Summer House this season that I had to go back and start watching from season three again, just because I like, couldn't let go of it. There was so much they gave us. And I wanted to know, was this already there? And I didn't notice, or is it something new? You mean how good the series is? No, I already knew. I already liked the series. I actually liked it from the beginning, but I liked it way more once we got rid of the work they always get nude yeah that's what i'm saying because carl said that every year they got naked in the pool i was like they i do. don't remember this no they yeah. every they, every season they get no they, they get and they, they've had sex plenty of times yeah. like like they that's happened every like even with like Paige and carl hooked up that one season or they, the like closet. she was making out in carl's bed you know yeah no, my favorite thing about Summer House, which is not so nice, is that I have never cared for Hannah. And I feel like finally the world is seeing because I Yeah, I mean, I really got fooled by Hannah. I mean, she's she's got a lot of work to do on her. I mean, you know, it's it's you know, there's the argument of, well, the show needs a villain, which is, of course, sure. But like, I think it's like gone beyond that this this season, you know, like it it feels potentially where she thought she was smarter than everybody else. And I think she's paying the price for that now, you know? So excited for that. No, fame's a monster. And I definitely think she was already probably in talks for the um, other shows she was, chat room, she was yeah. doing. The Bravo chat room. And she also had the Giggly Squad with Paige going on. And I think she just felt herself a lot and maybe just got a little too confident in what she could pull over. But Bravo fans are so clever. It wasn't going to work out. Well, um, before we let you go, we have a fun game we like to play. Um, yeah. Basically, call, text, delete. <laughs> and, yeah. Okay, yes. And we'll choose it with Summer House. Alana, you choose the contenders. So I want to do the guys. So Carl, Luke, and Kyle, call, text, delete. Uh, I got to, I got to call Kyle. Cause Kyle seems like he is the, f the fun. Like he'd be like, bro. Oh my God, bro. What? Oh, did I tell you about this, bro? Like, it's like, it would be really like kind of funny. And if he's a drunk, if he's drunk, that might even be funnier. Um, um, text. Uh, this is hard because I kind of like the guys this season more. So, text might be luke actually and I, by the way i've dm'd with luke a bit and he, he's like a really fun serious dm'er where he'll like like he gave me the lyrics to suit and tie hair slick back <gasps> his song Amazing. you have the full yeah. lyrics 
We have the full lyrics, and we I actually read it on the podcast with Sophie on Monday. I or maybe it was maybe it was the Monday before. I we did it with I did it with Sophie because we were DMing with him and he podcast. gave us the lyrics. I don't remember this. Did I miss? Yeah, the yeah, we. You met, you might, it was with me and Sophie on a Monday episode. It might have, it'll be in the show notes, I think. Uh, but we did, so maybe, but and delete Carl, even though I love Carl, it's just, I feel like Carl's on a, uh, a very, a journey where he might not, you know, I think he's figuring still things out with himself. So he might not be the, the most fun to text or talk with right now. I don't know. I feel you. You can always DM him as well. Yeah, yeah, you can DM him. You might not text him directly. That's very intimate. Have a little fun DM affairs. Who knows? I have to say, I like your answer. Well, can you let all our listeners know where to follow you and where they can stalk you, like we do? Well, I mean, it's just so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. If you you check it out. There's tons of podcasts. Pick and choose what you like. There's a lot of cool uh, guests that you'll meet on there. There's a lot of weird bits and my parents are on there. And the same thing with the Instagram. The, the Anybody I guessed on, the thing is, you know, I always say the the best thing that you can do for any of us is you know, subscribe, of course, but give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, which I would say for these ladies as well, because we do this pretty much for free. And uh, it's something that you can do for free. And uh, it's really the easiest thing that you can do. It's like a swipe of a thumb. But yeah, I check it out. And if you don't like it, what's perfect about podcasts is there's a million of them. So you're going to find something that you do like. But um, uh, yeah, try it out and see if you dig it. And um, I would, I welcome all ears, you know? I think you will love it. Thank you guys. Thank you ladies for having me. And you can't see these ladies. They're all done up with fancy jewelry and stuff, you know? No, (laughs) I'm honestly like what we wear around today. There's nothing fancy. Oh, okay. Yeah, we just like like, uh, our jewelry fanatics. That's why we design jewelry so that other people can like have pieces as well. Thank you so much. This has been like yes. incredible. We really appreciate your time. I know we went a little thank over you guys. what we expected and I really appreciate yes, the extra thank you, time thank as well. You, thank you.